This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everyone. This is sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show here from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I've been on the radio now for 28 years in the Kansas City area, the last 18 here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. And our show is now syndicated around the country in several cities and stations. And our list is growing each week. And I'm excited to say that we're now going to be on in Fort Collins, Greeley area in Colorado. So our show is... uh, as I said, growing each week. And um, I've been a sports psychologist in Kansas City area for 38 years now. I've worked with athletes at all levels of competition. And I do this show every week because I love talking with people about your mind, your attitude, your focus, sportsmanship, confidence, team building, injuries, how, how you get along with your coaches, with your athletes, with your parents, with officials. I love doing this show because the feedback I get each week from people tells me that it's really helpful. Last week's show was about focus, and we talked quite a bit on that show about how you can focus under pressure, and I've had some really good feedback about that. So I look forward to doing this show every week. And today, I've got two guests in studio with me. They have to be a father and son. But they are both individuals very uh, well-developed in their careers. Dr. Evan, Dr. Chip Miladinoff, they're chiropractors here in the Kansas City area. I've known uh, Dr. Evan Miladinoff for over 30 years. He's been on the show before, and his son Chip has been on as well. Uh, Chip used to play hockey, and I've known him from that. And Dr. Uh, Evan Miladinoff has worked with the Canadian Olympic teams, with professional teams, with athletes all over the place. And he also takes care of me when I have injuries, which is sort of why I wanted to get into this show today. Because, you know, one of the things that I've noticed, and I'm 64 years old. I've played sports my whole life. I grew up playing tennis, but I played all kinds of sports growing up. I work out every day. Is I get sore. Okay, my back hurts, my hamstrings hurt, my shoulder hurts, my elbow, my wrist. There's something all the time. And as I talk with more and more older people who come into my office, especially parents of kids, are limping or they've got a little pain, they've got an ache, and I'm noticing more and more people as we age are more into fitness and health. But as we get more into fitness and health, you get hurt. And so what do you do about that? And I thought, you know, it would be great to have them on the show and talk about it. So, guys, thanks for being here with me today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having us. Hey, thanks for having us, Doc. Hey, you know, and everyone's an athlete. And uh, the trouble is, and this is your field, us 60-year-olds still think we're 28. And so, you know, how does an athlete get better? Well, he abuses himself. The more he abuses himself, the better he gets. Under one condition, you must recover from yesterday's abuse to abuse yourself again today. Well, us old guys still think like that a little bit. We still think we can do some of that stuff. Well, and, no, all, all of us are not masochists now well, here. Make but, sure but, you but clarify I, what you take saying. I take heart to, to the sport that launched your career, cycling. I love riding my bicycle. And, of course, you were with the 84 Olympic team with the cyclists. And so you know what cyclists think like. That's me. Um, 
but we have to recover. And so there's there's lots of things that people can do at home to recover that make things really, really easy so that they can go do whatever they choose to do, whether it's going for a walk with their dog or whether it's pounded miles on their bicycle like I do or going to play some pickup hockey like Dr. Chip does. And so we we really feel strongly about a couple things. And the best one is Dr. Chip, what's he got sitting beside him over there that they can't see on the radio? Uh, water is the biggest thing. Uh, most of us are dehydrated and a 2% dehydration, uh, 2% loss of water can cause brain fog. It can cause an, a recovery issue. And you get that muscle soreness, stiffness from all the lactic acid that you haven't fleshed out. And it's a, it's a bigger one. Water, drinking. You know, that, that's something that I find. Of course, I, I drink water all the time now. I have for quite a while. Um, but a lot of older people, I know, I, I hear professional athletes say, I don't drink water. I, there was a, a pro football player just recently came out. I don't drink. Or, or NBA player said, I don't drink water. I'm like, mistake. stupid. Okay? <laughs> yeah, it's mistake. Yeah, okay. So... As we get older, our bodies change, our minds change, our metabolism changes, everything changes. But we think we can still do what we did when we were younger. And so today's show, I want to get into talking about the older athlete, you know, as as we hit our late 30s, 40s, and on up. Because I know I, I've, I ran for 40 years. I can't run anymore because my knees are pretty well shot, so I walk now. Would I like to run? Yeah. But I also know if I keep running... I'm going to probably need a knee replacement. So I don't do that, and I've made that adjustment. I don't like it. I'd rather run, but I also don't really feel like having knee replacement. So, I, so it's a matter of, I think, as we get older, using our minds to decide what's good or bad. What is the biggest problem you guys see with the older athletes? And, and when I say older, like I said, thirties and late 30s and on up who come into your office. What you eat, real, real simple, your diet. Your diet has a huge amount to do with how your body recovers. Um, you know, you, we keep throwing gasoline on the fire. You get like uh, when we go to tailgate, right? We want to get the charcoal going really quick. Well, one of the reasons why your knees might be so irritated, so inflamed is your diet. If you keep eating the wrong kind of foods, it's like throwing gasoline on your knees. It doesn't matter how much you run or walk, you're still inflaming your knees by what you put in your mouth. So uh, Dr. Chip, uh, myself and his sister, we put together some stuff for our patients. So Dr. Chip, tell them a little bit about what we tell patients to do. Uh, so the biggest thing is decreasing all the inflammatory components in your diet. That's nightshades, Obviously, fried foods, things high in omega-6, that's going to be the bad fats. Now, if you raise the good fats, the omega-3s, you're going to get a great ratio that's going to help decrease all inflammation. And so lots of things, water, main thing, you can flush out some of that symptoms, but we got to decrease the inflammation. And the diet's the biggest thing. Okay, so diet and water, you guys are both Huge. Mentioned. Everybody can do that right now. So here's a simple formula. We're getting summer's going to come now, so we're going to tweak it a little bit. But you should be drinking 0.5 ounces times your body weight in water a day. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking 50 ounces of water. In the summertime, when the temperature starts going up, we're in the 90s, even the 100s sometimes, and you're working out outside and you're sweating a lot, you need to increase that maybe to 0.6 times your body. So 60 ounces for a 100-pound person. Okay. You're 100% correct on that, but most people don't do that, right? Correct, yes. Okay, then why don't they do it? Because they think of liquid is water, and orange juice is liquid food. Tea, coffee, it's liquid food. You have to digest that stuff. And so water is simply that, water. doesn't matter what kind of water. If you put lemons in it, cucumbers, anything to make it flavored, that's not going to make it digest. Um, the biggest and easiest thing is 
get used to drinking water. <laughs> That's the hardest and easiest thing to do. So what about what about the flavored waters that are being sold to stores? Are those not as good for you? So a lot of them are have sugar in them or artificial sweeteners, which can be now pro-inflammatory. And so you add you're adding gasoline onto the fire with that as well. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Joining me today are Dr. Chip and Evan Mladenov. They're chiropractors here in the Kansas City area. I've known them for years. And we're talking about if you're an older athlete. You know, we talk about all kinds of things in this show, but I thought this would be a good thing, especially with summer coming on here soon and everybody wanting to work out and get outside and walk and exercise. It would be great to have a couple guys who deal with injuries and treating people. They treat me as well. To give you an understanding of what you have to do. So the first part is before we go to our first break this morning is talking about water, drinking lots of water, taking baths, whatever, but hydrating yourself. That's the first thing they're mentioning. We're going to move on to our next segment. We're going to talk about injuries. We're going to get into this whole injuries about treating injuries and how you handle that. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years, and with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, Go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? 
Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't have a bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Thanks for joining us here today on the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports in this show. And today we're doing a little bit of a different show because I'm talking about athletic conditioning, training, especially for the older athlete. And joining me in studio today are Dr. Ed Miladinoff and his son, Dr. Chip Miladinoff. They're chiropractors here in the Kansas City area. I've known both of them for quite a while, Dr. Uh, Evan Miladinoff has treated my back numerous times and does a great job. And uh, Dr. Chip is an ex-hockey player, pro hockey player, and uh, they know a little bit about what they're doing. So I thought it'd be great to have them on today, especially because, you know, as we're moving into summertime, everybody's going outside, and we talk about the importance of exercise and fitness. But how smart are we as we get older? I don't think a lot of people are very smart. We get these aches and pains, pulls and all these problems, and that's why I wanted to have them on today. In our first segment, we talked about the, the importance of, of hydration and drinking. Before we move on to food, this segment, Dr. Chip, you mentioned the whole thing about drinking, but tell people about drinking out of plastic, drinking out of glass, drinking out of cans. What's what's best? So the best thing is going to be a filtered water out of glass. Um, there's no residue on glass. You can clean it pretty easy. You can superheat it in the washer to get everything clean. Anything you buy in a can and or bottle has BPA, even bottles that say BPA-free, they could still have issues with uh, heating in the sun. So right? then why, how come you go to the store and, and all you see are can, basically cans and plastic of everything, can, if that's an issue? Cans are easier to keep, and so if they drop, usually they won't explode unless they're under pressure, and so it's easier to stack them as well. And cheap to make. But what you're saying is ideally drink out of glass. Correct. Now, it's better to drink. I see smart water on uh, your table over there, and I have an Ozark here. It's a little bit better to have something that's just water rather than something with flavoring. Okay. How we eat, what we eat, you know, we, all, we, we've, you know, we talk about this all the time. It's, everybody talks about it with fitness and health. But for the older athlete, 
we see, you know, in the last few years, I, I've seen a huge change. I remember when Gatorade first came out. Now, of course, I'm old, and I'm 64, so I won't say how old my kids say I am. But anyway, the fact of the matter is they're in their late 20s. But I remember when Gatorade first came out. I remember being out in California working out, and I go on a run, and I'd stop at a 7-Eleven, and i go in there, and I was going to get a water one day, and I'm like, what's this Gatorade? I remember drinking. I got a big container of it and I drank the whole thing man this stuff's good so I got into drinking that I felt great afterwards that was the beginning of all this the, the the sports drinks and then we started seeing you know gels and then we saw these sports bars and now there's just all this it's all over the place you have all these you know quest bars all, all these different types of, of bars you can eat is that stuff good for you I know a lot of these things are full of sugar a lot of these things aren't necessarily the healthiest things what do we do about what we eat in terms of fitness? Well, there's there's two parts of that. Uh, the first is what we eat every day, lunch, snacks, dinner time, and then there's food prep for competition or training. So if you're going on a four-hour bike ride, you're going to eat a little bit differently than someone that's going out for a 20-minute walk or a 20-minute run. So there's some sports-specific stuff you need to do. For example, when I ride my bike, uh, I know if I'm going to go more than 20 miles, I'm going to be on the road over an hour and a half. I need to eat something in the first 30 minutes so I don't get hunger pains, then I don't bonk later on. So you, as an athlete, you learn how to do those if you're going to continue to do that stuff as you age. But what's more important— oh, Excuse me. Hold on. A lot of people don't like to eat before they compete because they're going to get sick. So what do you suggest to people? Like, like if you're going to go out on a— a bike ride or a run or or a long swim or something like that or play a tennis match, something like that. You know, there's a whole technology about that, but it comes down to the individual. So what I would that's what I would do. Dr. Chip, before he played hockey, he would do something else. Why don't you tell him what you used to do in between periods? So we used to eat two and a half hours more than we'd even get to the rink. So we'd eat at two PM for a seven PM game. Obviously if we're talking head injuries, you don't want to have anything in the stomach. So you get kinda of hungry, but every once in a while you throw, that's when those bars come in super great, Gatorades. They give you a little bit of sugar so that you can get through, but you don't have that just gnawing hunger pain and or you don't have big, heavy pasta sitting in your system. Um, so that's where those sports drinks are really, really great is when you're going to be competing for hours at a time to give you a little bit of that sugar boost so that it then helps you get through it. But we're also seeing today much more of an awareness of sugar intake and with the tremendous increase in diabetes, especially type 2 in this country. There's a lot of an awareness about not drinking so many sports drinks full of sugar. Gatorade's now making, you know, lots of Gatorades without much sugar in it. There used to be full of sugar. I know that. Okay. So what do you suggest to people when it comes to that? Start with water. Absolutely start with water. Um, But, yeah, absolutely – if you look at what's happening to society, type 2 diabetes is rapidly increasing. And I'd say for two reasons. Number, number one, as we age and we start to hurt, most people are like, okay, I'm getting home. Uh, what the heck? I'm going to have a shot of whiskey or a glass of wine. And so they start drinking alcohol to modulate their pain. Well, that's that's got to be high in sugar. And then it's also inflammatory. So now they're getting the double whammy. They're racing towards diabetes and they're throwing gasoline on their inflamed joints i'd say a lot of people do that it's easy fix it's cheap it tastes good but it's like it's not good on your body and especially on your brain so So, for for the athlete who wants to go out and compete 
play some type of uh, endurance event, whatever it might be, what do you suggest as far as eating prior to and during the competition? So the biggest thing is going to be your prep before because you want it, the days leading up, you want to build the carbohydrate stores because that's what you're going to use mostly and you're going to burn a lot of fat as well during those time periods. So you're going to want to eat a lot of complex carbs. Uh, sweet potatoes are a really good one. Uh, you want to stay away from heavy pastas, but they are good if you're going to be if you know you're going to be doing one main event. They're going to be really good. When and I used to run, excuse me, when I used to run road races, we got in carbolode the night before. Yep. We go to some kind of pasta place, spaghetti place or a pasta place, and you know, pig out on pasta. Yep. We the night, bo- the night before, depending on when you're running, is. It's good for you, but the problem nowadays is that we have pasta, pizza, lots of other things four or five nights a week, but we're not doing those big, long half marathons, marathons, and all of a sudden now you're seeing two, three, four pounds a year, and then it adds up on knee pain, shoulder pain. It it adds all, all adds up to lots. Yeah, Doc, two pounds weight gain in a year. That's okay, isn't it? That's not very much. Times ten years is twenty pounds. It would that's bother a, that, me. I was going to say it's over gonna a pound time your period, knees it's going to bother yeah, me. Yeah, but that's the way you know, our mind says. As of course you know better than I. Ah, what the heck? It's only two pounds. I can have another you know piece of bread and another glass of wine. I'm okay. I only gained two pounds this year. And before you know it, you're like forty pounds heavier than you were when you were thirty, and you're not running the twenty five thirty miles a week that you used to run when you were younger. And like your joints just get pounded and pounded and pounded, and then your structure starts to crumble. So I hope we can talk about the structure a little bit. That's what we're going to get into in our next segment: is is what happens to your body as you get older. You know, you know what we want to do, Doc, for your listeners is like we put together this manual for our patients, and so we we call it taking aim at your health. A I M for uh, auto uh, sort of anti-inflammatory manual and so we want to give them a free electronic copy of that so they can start doing these things so if they just send a text message using the word athlete all lowercase so text athlete to 555-888 we'll send you a free electronic copy of that taking aim at your health an anti-inflammatory diet that they can look at all things we talked about and additional things like okay we forget about what what's self-care products we use. There's inflammatory stuff in that, too. So we got a list of all that stuff that they can check it out. That's awesome. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Gase Jacobs. My guest today are Dr. Evan Chipmiladin. Now, if we're talking about the older athlete taking care of yourselves, this is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. 
There are many sounds in your day-to-day life. There are sounds that wake you up. Sounds that make you smile. Sounds that energize you. And sounds that help you relax. But there are some sounds that can alert you to danger and can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts, now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you information about severe weather events, amber alerts, or other emergencies in your area. With critical information from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know, wherever you are. For more information, visit ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Um, hello, it's me. The designer jeans in your closet. The back of your closet. What am I doing here? Would you keep caviar in the back of your fridge with the ketchup and old milk? Yeah, I don't think so. So what happened to us? I mean, have you seen my label? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Sure, I never really fit you quite right, and one of my pockets is so small you can't even squeeze your hand into it. But it's all about the look. And I look good. I need to get back out on the scene so I can be seen. You know, going to fancy parties, getting expensive iced coffees, Sunday fun days, okay? So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports. And today, a little bit of a different twist. My guests in studio are Dr. Edmund Mladenoff and his son, Dr. Chip Mladenoff. They are chiropractors in the Kansas City area. I've known them both for years. I thought it would be great to have them on today so we could talk about the older athlete. And so far, we've talked about eating and drinking properly. So now let's talk about injuries, Okay. You know, I I get aches and pains all the time. Evan, you you take care of me quite a bit. You know, I've got these different issues with my body. Okay, because of course I keep working out all the time, and I don't like to take a day off. If if I take a day off, 
you know, everyone, I, I probably take a day every two weeks off where I don't work out. But if it's two days, oh, man, I get the jitters. i got to get back out there and do something, okay, because <laughs> I'm so used to it. But you get all kinds of people coming in your office for all kinds of treatments. I know, Dr. Chip, you do a lot of work with concussions. But for the older athlete, late 30s and on up, what are, what are some of the typical injuries that people come in with? I would say uh, low back is probably the number one problem, and it can happen for several reasons. First of all, if they got that two-pound-a-year weight gain and they're carrying more weight than they should, and now you know people are starting to go out and get active and starting to play golf, and they don't prep their body to play golf. They just go out and start playing golf. So number one, they don't do a proper warm-up. Number two, they don't work on some core stuff. Uh, number three, they got a little more weight than they did last year. So you start putting those things together, and then their golf swing mechanics, they don't have that muscle memory because they didn't practice throughout the wintertime. They, they start to mess up their body. Yeah, a few, a few weeks ago I had Rob Shipman on, who's a golf professional here in Kansas City, and Sarah Stout, who's a personal trainer who works with golfers. And that was one of the things that she emphasized was the importance of conditioning and fitness, especially for older people as they go out to start playing golf again, haven't, maybe haven't played much over the winter at all. They want to go out and start doing it. So you see lower back injuries. Yeah, yeah. see, I'm the worst guy, and that's why I don't play golf. Is like, to, you know, to me, I want to work up a sweat and I want to feel it. It's like I don't feel that playing golf. And I, you know, ride in a cart and you're always, you know, talking to your buddies and everything. So you, you don't approach it as an athlete would riding a bicycle for 30 miles or you going swimming for a couple of miles. And you need to do that when you're playing golf because then you are susceptible to injury. And then if you add in the stuff we just talked about, inflammatory problems before, you, you've got an accident waiting for a place to happen. And then, you know, with that extra weight, what happens is knees start acting up. And then the knees spread the problem to your low back. So Dr. Dr. Chip sees a lot of the knee stuff. And I see the low back stuff. So, okay, you have, say, a 45-year-old man come in who hasn't done much over the winter and now wants to start getting out and playing golf and tennis, maybe walking, and he's done something to his lower back. Then what what do you say to him? How do you work with him? How do you help him? Uh, Biggest thing is going to be starting with core. That's going to be most exercises. If you don't get the core and the breathing correctly, kind of everything goes downhill from there. Second thing would be is if you – once you start, we never want to do more than 10% of what we did the day before because if you jump too much, then we don't know how much was too much. And that's usually when people get real bad soreness. You can injure yourself if you get fatigued and your form breaks down. There's just so many different ways you can have it, and we want to be able to pinpoint exactly where you stop. So for our listeners, what is, be specific about that, Chip, when you say 10%, you don't want to do 10% more. Give us an example of that. So let's just say you go out and, hey, I'm going to start getting on the bike like Dr. M does or even a, a inside training bike. If you go for 20 minutes under a certain heart rate, start at 120 beats a minute, if that's really hard and you can't handle that and you're sweating profusely, well, we know, okay, you're not going to go out and do 40 minutes of that the next day. You're going to look at doing, hey, let's do 25 minutes and then go from there and work your So just gradually up. increase your, yeah. your time and endurance. Listen, if you're training for the Tokyo Olympics, it's only, what, 13, 14 months from now, those athletes that are well-trained, well-honed, and you, you know this, Doc, they don't go crazy. If they're you know riding 40 miles a day doing on a time trial bike, they're not going to go to 60 miles. They might go to 44 or 45. They're only going to change one factor, either the, the endurance or the speed or something, by 10 15%. They're not going to make drastic changes in their 
what they're doing to their body. Well, okay, but that's, we make those changes. Like, okay, yeah, I played. I went to the driving range. I did okay, so I'm going to go play 36 holes tomorrow. But that's the okay. <laughs> I totally hear what you're both saying, but let me throw this out because here's where the problem is. You get an athlete who goes out and has been hurt and comes out the first day and plays, says, oh, heck, I'm fine. I'm going for it full speed tomorrow. Instead of being patient and coming back, yeah. because most people are type A, right? They want to get going. They want to yeah. be back where they yep, were. That's exactly then right. they go right back into it, and they're back in your office the next day because they re-injured themselves. So how do, you, how do you guys get, especially these older older people who, who are, let's face it, as we get older, and I'll be a perfect example, we get more stubborn. We think we know everything. Are you talking about me? Oh, hold on here. <laughs> um, there's one young person in the yes, room. Okay. <laughs> As we get older, I think we think we know everything. We can come back real quickly because I've worked with all these pro athletes for years and Olympic athletes and college athletes coming back from injuries. It's patience. And I always tell them it's better to be more patient than not. Don't rush back into it. Take your time. You know, Set short-term goals that are realistic that get you back. But you guys are going to get people to come in. They don't want to. They don't want to be patient, right? So how do you handle that, Chip? What do you tell them? The hardest thing is the patience, um, and so working through a care plan and telling them, hey. So we see a lot of tennis elbow as well from people who haven't played all winter. Now come back and they play full couple of sets, and all of a sudden they're like, wow, I can't do anything now. I can't even. I have a patient right now. It's hard for her to pick up her phone, and so it's the slow that process. Can be a problem. Right, so it's a slow process of working through everything to make sure that, hey, last week she came in, we did a bunch of new stuff, and she can pick up her phone, she can pick up her purse, and now we're now we're starting to make a lot bigger jumps in her health and her ability to do her daily activities. Does she understand how she got into this situation? Yes, she does. She's one of the very few that said, hey, I want to do it as much or as little as we need to, and I always try to tell someone, hey, let's take one step forward at a time instead of three steps forward and two steps backwards because then you're going to get frustrated, right? And then it comes into the mental side of it, and we want to just make sure we're always moving that one step forward. Evan, how many years have you been in practice? Uh, over 40. Okay. This is an issue probably you've since you first started working, you've been dealing with yes. all the time. What do, what do we do? I know what I say to people who come in. I have a high school athlete that is coming back from serious knee problems, and he, I told him the first game, you need to just, just play sparingly, plays the whole game. And now his knee hurts again. Yeah. I'm like, well, gee, why is that? You're stupid, okay? <laughs> you got to be smart. I mean, I told yeah. him, you're, being, you're, being, you're a smart kid, but you're being stupid, yeah. okay? And you need to use your brain. So what do you tell people? You've been in practice all the years. What do you tell them? How do you get them to understand they've got to be patient? The hardest thing is the easiest thing. Um, I never forget uh, one of the Royals players, uh, you know, famous pitcher. He comes to me in the offseason and says, "Okay, what do we got to do that I don't get messed up like I did last year?" I said, "Okay, we're going to we're going to calculate what your target heart range should be, and you're going to exercise wearing a heart monitor." And so, uh, when we calculated that, he comes back the first day after his workout, and I said, "What's the matter?" He says, "It's not working." I said, "Okay, let me get this straight. It feels like you did nothing. You didn't hurt during your workout." You didn't hurt after, and you don't hurt this morning. He says, yeah, how do you know? I said, because that's what happens when you exercise in a specific calculated target heart range. You do not abuse your body. And I said, the problem is you think if there's no pain, you don't gain anything. He says, yeah, how do you know? I said, see a Jane Fonda <laughs> Go for the well, well, I have a – you'll love this. I have another way to say that, and that is no brain, no pain. And, and so – 
figuring out a target heart rate. We do this for patients. And then when they see how easy it is to monitor, now you have to monitor your heart rate. Now with all the technology, it's easy to do that. Most people work way too hard. And they don't get it. It's like you just got to work a little bit, but you have to work in a very prescribed rate. And when you do that, all of a sudden magic starts to happen. Now you still need to do the stretching and all that other stuff. But for the type A person, it takes a lot of work to get them to understand that. It it takes reeling in their brain that they don't have to be as aggressive to get the health benefits. See, I have people write down their goals and write down a goal plan and take it once. It's like climbing a staircase. You don't go from the bottom step to the top step with one yeah, leap. Absolutely. You take it one step at a time, and sometimes you may fall back, but you got to go up. So being patient is important. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Joining me today are Dr. Ed Miladinoff and his son, Dr. Chip Miladinoff. They're chiropractors here in the Kansas City area. We're talking about the older athlete, taking care of yourself, coming back from injuries, dealing with injuries, and using your mind to not be stupid and re-injure yourself. I'm here every week. From our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. Hope you're enjoying the show. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years. And with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click Products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Excuse me, I know you have a 9 o'clock, so I'll keep this short. I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me, get granular, keep me in the pipeline. But nada, nothing. Don't you remember the McKittrick presentation? You spilled coffee on me, and I still looked amazing during the breakout talkback Q&A. 
So, I think it's time for me to move on. I've got a great resume and I absolutely crush it in interviews, okay? Let's make this a clean break. Shift the paradigm. The only thing I ask is that you think outside the box here and do this. Take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. We're here every week from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. Having a great show today because I've got two guests in the studio, Dr. Evan Miladinoff and his son, Dr. Chip Miladinoff. They are chiropractors here in the Kansas City area. I've known them both for years, and they do a great job. Dr. Evan Miladinoff I've known since the 1980s. In fact, I had him on my very first show when I began. No way. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. Back 20, 28 years ago, it was called the Mental Power Hour. I've even got uh, the audio tape of it Sweet. Still. Well, audio tapes. Remember those things? Anyway, um, I've known them both for a long time. They do a great job. And we're talking about the older athlete today. And, you know, one of the things that comes up is dealing with injuries, recovering from injuries. And a lot of people think, you know, they can do things maybe they're not in shape to do. We've been talking about that. And my producer, Chris, has got a question for you guys. Let's go ahead to Chris. Yes, I just have one question. As a, you know, former athlete, a football player, and someone who likes to lift weights a lot, um, you know, I, I just want to know from you guys, you know, someone like I like to put weight on my back. I like to squat and do things like that. But what's what do you guys think is the best way of, you know, preventing, you know, further injuries kind of later on if you continue to do lifting and certain things like that or squatting um, to prevent, you know, maybe like a lower back injury or other back injuries or other, you know, possible injuries to, you know, lower back or, you know, lower body? So the the first and foremost is going to be obviously the diet and the hydration that we talked about earlier. The next thing's going to be like Dr. Jacobs talked earlier. If he takes more than one day off, he gets the jitters, right? So part of the recovery is going to be working with your body. If you go into the gym and there's a day, Chris, say you love working out and lifting. If there's a day you walk in and you're like, nope, not today, listen to that little voice inside your head and say, okay, I'm going to take a recovery day, maybe get on the bike, a treadmill, just nice, easy, get, we don't want you to not go to the gym because that's the big thing, right? If you get in a pattern, you want to stay in that pattern. And sometimes just going to the gym, getting the blood flowing is the best thing for you. You don't always have to lift heavy. You obviously want to alternate, so you don't want to do heavy every single day. You want to go through your heavy reps, your light reps, high-intensity high intensity interval training or HIT training is really good for the brain function as well. So you always want to add that in there. And then you just want to make sure that you're having good form. Form is one of the biggest things. The heavier weight you get, I know I used to do it. Um, I know Dr. M's done it every once in a while. And we have patients who lift heavy windows that they install these industrial windows for a living. They do what needs to get done to get the job done, right? And then they come into us with some injuries, and that's when we see a lot of injuries with uh, power lifters and heavy lifters is you get that form that breaks down, and then now you have three, four, five hundred pounds on your back, and that's usually when we'll see a lower back injury. So there's another part to that, and that is, okay, a lot of folks have you know personal trainers, fitness gurus that they like going with, and they talk about form. Okay, you need to have your feet and your hips in this position to do a squat. And I'm sure, Chris, you've had lots of training like that. 
But before you even get in the gym, if your knees are not aligned properly and they don't track squarely, if your hips are not balanced, like with Dr. J, we always make sure his hips are balanced before he goes out and plays golf or you know does swimming and whatnot because then he doesn't break down or he breaks down slower. So it's not just doing the exercise technique properly. It's what's your body alignment like before you even walk in the door of the gym. So if you're not aligned properly, then you are susceptible to things breaking down. That makes a lot of sense. And, 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 you know, this sort of takes me into the next question I've got for both of you. I've been in practice 38 years. All the time I have people who be suggested to come in and see me in my office, but they don't want to do it. This past week I had a 14-year-old softball player, and her dad called me the day before, and she's got tremendous anxiety when she pitches. When something goes wrong, she falls apart. She's a perfectionist. So I said, but Doc, how am I going to get her in your office? I said, well, tell her you've got this guy you want to talk to about the mental side and show her my website and talk to her. Ask her, ask her if she's happy with the way she's pitching because she, he said she wasn't. So she came in, and it was funny because they fill out a form for me, and one of the questions is, why are you coming to see Dr. Jacobs? And she put down, because my parents made me. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was interesting because I talked with her parents first, and we brought her in, and she was like, mm-hmm, you know, sort of grumpy. And then after about 15 minutes, she's going, how soon can I come back? Because when I got her to understand, you know, coming in and talking to me doesn't mean you're, you're, something's wrong with you, you're screwed up, then I'm trying to help you. It opens the door. It's much the same with chiropractic care. I mean, we've heard over the years, and you guys have heard every joke there is and every statement about being a chiropractor. Okay, how do we educate people about the importance of chiropractic care and how it can help people? That's a great question. I'm going to give you two examples. So if, you, if you're a NASCAR fan, what do their mechanics do? Do they wait till there's a problem with the engine or are they always doting over the engine, doting over the fuel mixture? They want to make sure everything's perfect. Why? So that car can go as fast as possible all the time. And the second example I'll give you is Usain Bolt. He's not a bad guy. He's won a few gold medals. He was evaluated by his chiropractor before and after every heat and race at the Olympics, at national championships, at world championships. Now, a guy who's won nine gold medals, why would he be evaluated before a race, a heat evaluated after the race and before each race? Why would a guy do that? And the answer is, well, the results speak for for themselves. So now now the discussion is, what was he having done? And and the easy answer is, he was making sure his structure was properly aligned. He was making sure muscles were firing properly or relaxing properly and, and all kinds of things like that. So if it's good enough for those two areas, why wouldn't you want to be the best you can be? Instead of waiting until something goes wrong. So the problem, though, is a lot of people have this negative connotation or impression of going to see a chiropractor. How do we educate them about overcoming that? What you just said makes a lot of sense. But let's face it, Evan, everybody isn't Usain Bolt. And they're not thinking about it that way. They're just thinking about, you know, I don't feel good. Yeah. Okay. So the benefits of chiropractic care to help people, especially as we said, these older athletes is going to be what? Well, so education, right, Chip? Education is a big thing. So when you look at wanting to lift uh, your baby up to 500 pounds, if you're not working at your optimum, it's going to slowly pull at your energy stores. It's going to pull at your brain power. And then that way you're not going to get to your optimum performance. So whether your optimum performance is being that stay-at-home mother, that works. Whether it's driving a NASCAR, that works too. We're trying to help you 
in a drug-free approach to make sure that when we adjust you, we're firing neurons into your brain. So it's not the old old saying, other you go in to get your back cracked. That's not what you're doing. Correct. So we uh, study and perform applied kinesiology. And so we're also looking at the acupuncture system. We're looking at, like we've talked a lot about before, nutrition. And then now we're looking at, hey, maybe this person has a cranial bone that's off. And I'm sure Dr. M's adjusted on you before where we're just doing breathing where you're not going to feel any cracking, no moving, no nothing crazy. And then all of a sudden you kind of just relax and you feel great walking out of the door. Drug-free. It's like people are looking for the quick fix. And we can argue. I'm sure you've had lots of shows of why people think like that, but they want an instant fix. Well, if you want to go in the Tokyo Olympics, it's too late. You should have started 10 years ago. It doesn't matter what you do today. You're not getting there. So, you know, you can't get a quick fix to get pain-free. You can't get a quick fix to get in shape. You have to be willing to pay a little bit of price. And part of that is your emotion. Part of that is your diet. Part of that is what you do every day, you have to write out a plan like you talk. you got to set a goal, and you need to work at it. It will not happen by accident. All right. You mentioned earlier there's a way to get a hold of you. Why don't you go ahead and share yeah, that there's, again? There's a great give, out, re- give out your phone number, website, so people there, can There's find. a great resource I want to make sure uh, that your listeners can have, and that is uh, to get our free uh, anti-inflammatory manual. Just text the word ATHLETE, all lowercase, to 555-888. And if you have any questions, you can call Sandy, that's my mom, my dad's wife, at 913-491-1071. Okay, and you guys have a website as well? Yep, maladinoffclinic.com. So spell M- that out, spell yeah. that out for everybody. M-L-A-D as in doctor, E-N as in nerve, O-F-F as in first, so maladinoffclinic.com. Listen, this has been great today. You know I'll have you get back again. You guys do a tremendous job. I'm a great example of that, walking and, and not bent over. But, no, you guys do a great job, and I think I think anyone can benefit from seeing you both. Thanks for coming in today, and thanks for sharing your thoughts. Well, thank you for having us. Hey, thanks, Doc. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. If you want to reach me, there are several ways to get a hold of me. You can follow me on Twitter at at DRJ Sports Psych, at DRJ SPRT PSYCH. Check out my website, which is winnersunlimited.com. The new version is up and running now just redid it. You can send me an email at drj at winterslimited.com. You can always call me at my office at 816-561-5556. Our shows are podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. They're also podcasted on my website. Hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great week. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products.
products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't have even bothered to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we're small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans. But in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now, before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council.